Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic, but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Two days from now, on 26 February 2024, it will have been 50 years since Dr. William Pierce formally incorporated the National Alliance as a Virginia nonprofit corporation. For about five years before that day in 1974, he had been moving the Alliance's predecessor organization, the National Youth Alliance, from a radical racialist youth movement opposing the Jewish counterculture to a far deeper, more spiritually based movement of white racial idealism and practical racial community building, hence the change in name and the new formal organizational structure. Ever the extremist, when it came to frugality, 
Dr. Pierce never did replace the large sign on the door of his Arlington office, which still read National Youth Alliance, when I first crossed its threshold in early 1982. He retained the name Attack for its main print publication until he changed it to the more serious National Vanguard in 1978, which is still being published today, albeit online instead of on paper, at nationalvanguard.org. At around the same time, he also changed the name of the Alliance's other print publication, which is still printed on paper and mailed to National Alliance members every month to this very day, from Action to the National Alliance Bulletin. With the perspective of 50 years, 42 years of which I have been personally involved, what thoughts and feelings strike me as this great half-century anniversary approaches? What has been accomplished? Where do we stand now? Where do we go from here? As I wrote on the 50th anniversary of the National Youth Alliance, by the 1970s, Jews had so consolidated their power over the United States that a leading theologian, Billy Graham, and the then President of the United States, Richard Nixon, in a private conversation that by a happy combination of circumstances happened to be recorded, would both acknowledge the toxic nature of Jewish influence, but be powerless to act against it and fear to even say anything about it publicly. My friend, Dr. Revelo P. Oliver of the University of Illinois, surveyed the situation just before the halfway point of this century of war and resistance, and he concluded in 1969 that all conservative approaches had failed and were doomed to fail. When the culture distorter has captured the culture, when those who want you dead control all major political parties, all major media outlets, and almost all academic positions, you have nothing left to conserve. What is left? Dr. Oliver asked and then answered. Only the biological fact of race, the yet discernible vestiges of our culture, and the yet fresh memories of what we were not long ago. Those are all that we have left from which to create, if we can, a new nation to replace what we lost. This is correct thinking and advanced thinking even today. It is astonishingly advanced thinking for 1969 when Dr. Oliver spoke those words. You gain nothing by pretending that those social institutions are still yours when they are not. You gain nothing by pretending that the police and the military forces arrayed against you are yours. 
You gain nothing and, in fact, cause irreparable harm by serving the geopolitical interests of those who have captured your government. You must become revolutionaries. You must bypass or shatter existing institutions and make them anew. The time servers and sellouts and conscious enemies who constitute the old elite must be swept from our presence forever. We must constitute a new elite. A daunting goal, perhaps, but the only goal that makes sense. It was considerations like these which impelled Dr. Pierce, also a friend of Dr. Oliver's, to guide the National Alliance away from a mere reactionary opposition to the Jews' subversion of America and European civilization and toward an all-embracing, systematic, white, racialist, evolutionary view of life and the universe, which alone can serve as the basis for a necessary generations-long struggle to establish a new white nation, and which alone can save those of our people who yet can be saved. Few are still standing today who were fighting this battle for our race and who knew that the enemy of white survival is the Jewish power structure back in 1974. Many fought the good fight, but left no living legacy, no lasting institution to continue their work. When age and time or the enemy stilled their hands. But that is not the case with Dr. William Pierce and the National Alliance. True, when ignorant self-servers like Walker, who probably couldn't even spell cosmotheism, much less understand it, and the well-meaning but in-over-his-head Glebe, got hold of the Alliance for a time, we almost lost it. They tried to shear off all the qualities that make the National Alliance unique. Its spiritual basis, cosmotheism. Its rejection of Christianity. Its cosmic evolutionary mission. And in the interest of getting more warm bodies under a big tent approach, convert the alliance into just another generic pro-white group, something for which there is essentially zero demand and a tremendous oversupply even in the still tiny world of pro-white activism. Attending some ethnic dance festivals, trying to start some legislative lobbying, and calling Dr. Pierce a dead man, whose ideas could now be safely ignored, didn't help. Enter Will Williams, myself, and a hard core of Piercean thinkers, who in 2013 started our own renewed national alliance, which would have, 
if necessary, taken over the real National Alliance legacy, just as the Virginia nonprofit corporation of the same name, founded by Dr. Pierce, faded beneath the waves of blindness, avarice, and stupidity. It turns out that that wasn't necessary, though. In 2014, the remaining corporate board members of the National Alliance voted to name Will Williams as chairman, replacing Glebe. Since then, the National Alliance has been back on the upward path again. And now, the new white community represented by the Alliance is back. New land is being purchased. Buildings are rising. Homes are being rebuilt. Marriages are being solemnized. And children are being born. Memorials are being erected, and a new library and research center named after the man who started it all, William Luther Pierce, is being built. And one building of that center is already standing. I think it is fair to say that we of the National Alliance's first and second generations have succeeded in readying the Alliance to continue into a third and further generations. We have built an institution that will last. It has already stood for half a century now. And I don't think that the near loss under Walker and Glebe would have proved fatal even if the corporate board had not named Will Williams as chairman. The Virginia Corporation would have faded away, and the new Piercean alliance with Will Williams at the helm and almost all Dr. Pierce loyalists as members would have taken its place. That is all. We would have been deprived of some real estate holdings and other assets, perhaps, but the alliance... The real alliance, which is far more a spiritual entity than a legal one, would have lived. I believe that the ideas and ideals of William Luther Pierce are strong enough to inspire and orient the lives of exceptional men and women long into the future and will actually do so. To really understand what the National Alliance is, our perspective must be extended back more than those 50 years to even more than a century. One hundred years ago, a man named Adolf Hitler, in the midst of his country's degradation and exploitation, came to understand the nature of the Jew and the danger he posed to our nations and civilization. In what can only be regarded as so near to a miracle as to impress even the most hardened realists with the force of divine providence, Hitler and his National Socialism raised his defeated and prostrate nation to heights of greatness never seen in human history.
and came very close to defeating the enemy forever. Germany and Hitler were immolated in the battle. But the war was not lost, nor did it end. It was a war against white people, and it is still being waged today, though not all can see it yet. It is also a war for the soul of white people, and we who are fighting that war are gaining. That is why the Jews are frantic to ban us and stifle our free speech. More than 60 years ago, a brilliant artist, writer, and speaker named George Lincoln Rockwell had a religious experience. Inspired by the great insights, works, and titanic struggle of Adolf Hitler, Rockwell succeeded in planting the seeds of a new National Socialist and Hitlerist movement in the United States. A bit more than 50 years ago, Rockwell's great gifts of charisma and of expressing great deep truths in a form that any intelligent man can instantly grasp, gifts he shared with Hitler himself, attracted the attention and support of a young physicist and rocket scientist, William Luther Pierce. And in this case, it's not a cliché, because the rest is really and truly history. Dr. Pierce would go on to his two great tasks, organizing the National Alliance and adding to the great conception of National Socialism a true and necessary spiritual foundation which he called cosmotheism. This, I believe, will be marked as his greatest achievement. Today, thanks to the work of men like George Lincoln Rockwell, William Pierce, Revelo Oliver, and many who have followed them, more and more white people are seeing that the war on white people is happening right now and is very, very real. It is our task to properly educate, inspire, and direct those awakening hundreds of thousands so that they become fully awake, evangelizing, organized millions disciples of a new and holy effort to build a new white nation and a new white world. Do you think that posting funny memes about Jews on the ever-shrinking free space of the Internet helps much to build that white community that will become a new white nation? Think again. Most of these memes have no link, no contact point that leads anywhere. Building white community 
and defending that white community for generations so it can become the seed of a new white nation takes organization. It takes personal sacrifice. For many, it will involve moving. It will involve giving up an easy life. It will involve letting go of some relationships and building new ones. So if you really do see value in creating clever or funny memes and posting them, for the Creator's sake, put a link to the National Alliance up with them. You can even use any of our flyers and graphics which already point people to the Alliance that are freely downloadable at natall.com slash flyers. That's natall, N-A-T-A-L-L, dot com slash flyers. All efforts to save our race should be directed toward not only convincing and influencing our people to see their value as members of our great race, to see their peril, and to understand clearly that the Jewish power structure is our primary enemy, but also toward directing them to finding their place among us by joining or promoting or in some way supporting the National Alliance and our growing white community and our infrastructure of organized resistance. For almost all of us, mere individual efforts are like shouting alone amid the din of no great consequence, heard by only a few. But together, uniting our efforts, we can create the roar of a thousand voices and be heard round the world. Then a hundred thousand, and ultimately we can make that roar into a hurricane of millions that will sweep our enemies before it. Nothing you can do with your life matters more, and nothing is more glorious. Listen to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. This is the Justice Report weekly recap for February 19th to 23rd, 2024. Today's story A black felon who killed three white men exhibited anti white hate. A black felon, barred from owning firearms, 
was identified as the man behind a brutal shooting and SWAT standoff that killed three white men, reports say. Unearthed social media posts also revealed the now-deceased killer held a hatred of white people. According to reports, 38-year-old Shannon Cortez Gooden shot and killed three white first responders during an intense SWAT standoff early Sunday morning. Gooden, who is black, was believed to have barricaded himself inside a home in Burnsville, a suburb of 58% white Minneapolis, Minnesota. Police were originally called to the home for a domestic disturbance, where they found Gooden armed to the teeth with a considerable amount of weapons and ammunition. A police spokesman stated he took cover inside the home alongside his children, ages 2 to 15. While the mainstream media has yet to officially identify Gooden as the suspect, social media sleuths and local news outlets were able to independently confirm his identity and unearth a history of troubling details. In a Facebook video uploaded before his death, Gooden can be seen firing a rifle alongside an unidentified individual while stating that he's envisioning a white person as his target downrange. Today's story. A love of reading and writing is now considered white supremacy in a majority white school. Seattle, Washington, students at a predominantly white high school are being taught that a love of reading and writing is white supremacy. Outraged, one local father has sounded the alarm against what he calls educational malpractice. Seattle's Lincoln High School became the center of controversy after KTTH revealed that world literature and composition students had been issued worksheets defining nine characteristics of white supremacy. The sheets were issued as part of Lincoln's celebration of Black Lives Matter at School Week, which described concepts like worship of the written word and perfectionism as indicators of being a white supremacist. According to the educational nonprofit, Great Schools, which tracks student racial demographics, Lincoln's student base is 68% white, with only 3% black in attendance. The school previously drew ire from parents when it was discovered that white students were barred from attending a multicultural week event in 2023. The worksheets would go on to further elaborate that worship of the written word is white supremacy because it erases the many diverse ways in which others communicate and honors only what is written, and even then only what is written to a narrow standard, full of misinformation and lies. Today's story. A white grandfather was shot dead over a parking space at Walmart, Highland, California. A white grandfather was fatally shot in a Walmart parking lot following an altercation over a minor fender bender, just east of San Bernardino. According to reports, 59-year-old Jonathan Mauck went to Walmart on the night of February 5th to purchase supplies. Police said he was backing up his vehicle after passing a parking spot when his custom-built 1998 Chevrolet Camaro Supersport collided with a car backing out of a different space. The vehicle damage was reportedly minor, resulting in a scratch or two and no injuries. San Bernardino Police Captain Nelson Carrington told people that Mock exited his car to apologize to the driver, 37-year-old Shantice Marie Norton. There was a verbal altercation and that's when, per witness accounts, the suspect retrieved a firearm and shot the victim. It's my understanding that the suspect is the one who did all of the yelling, said Carrington. When officers arrived, they found Mock with a gunshot wound to his head, 
He was pronounced dead at the scene. Norton, who was black, fled after the shooting and was arrested at an apartment complex less than 12 hours later, where police recovered an unregistered firearm believed to have been used in the killing. Support independent journalism. With new and original content coming out throughout the week, the Justice Report relies on our readers to keep the chain of information flowing. Become a paying subscriber to the Justice Report's official Substack or Odyssey and gain access to a full range of audio articles like these. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyrics to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality feeling better than you have in years and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns blood sugar levels and had a sense of well-being overall there's something that is changing thousands of people's lives and you could be one of them it's called heart and body extract sharon harris co-creator of heart and body extract talks about the positive effects of heart and body extract what happens with the formula heart and body extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins minerals amino acids enzymes and phytoestrogens nutrients so, so the body will heal itself and yes the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure balance cholesterol clean and unclog the arteries it can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics so the body is an amazing thing it simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself heart and body extract gets results to order your two-month supply call now toll free at 866-295-5305 order online at hbextract.com Attention patriots, tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. FleeTheCity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com. FleeTheCity.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Pill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness. Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. 
Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. Und mein